0: Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the new new look secondary for the Arizona State Sun Devils football team. What we're anticipating it's going to look like and how it's going to perform in 2022 before we even get close to the start of the season. We got to talk some more Rashad White, this time looking from an outsider's perspective of what everybody in the media world and in the draft world thinks about our guy. And then we're going to go ahead and close it out with some news about the Arizona State Sun Devils basketball team and its schedule against UCLA. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast.
1: You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome inside the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my amazing co-guide, Connor Drios. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. The best part about this podcast, we're free and available on all platforms, which includes, but is not limited to, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Wherever you get your podcast on an audio platform, we're there. We're also available on YouTube in a video platform so if you want to see me and connor's beautiful faces talking to you about everything arizona state sun devils football basketball and otherwise you can check us out there make sure you subscribe go ahead and follow us on twitter as well myself at richie brads 36 connor at c drios and follow the the locked on sun devils page as well at lo underscore sun devils this episode of the locked on sun devils podcast is brought to you by bet online Bet online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's go ahead, jump right into this conversation about the Arizona State Sun Devils football secondary. Connor, we touched on this a little bit on the Monday edition of the podcast with the new edition of Corey Bethley, who is a transfer from Hawaii who has been ultra productive for the Rainbow Warriors, which, first of all, just amazing amazing football name let's just go ahead and get that out of the way but Corey bethley it's a name it is it, a name you know what i'm not here for your negativity right now okay it's original it's better than the wildcats which
1: there's like 19 of those
0: exactly dude like imagine being like the worst wildcats team knowing how many wildcats teams there are
1: let's see there's uh there's kentucky then there is the the
0: uh team in K-State? high school musical
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Them two, them two.
0: No, you got a slew. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but this isn't locked on Wildcats. This is, this is locked on Sun Devils, which is way better. Michael, we love you. But any, anyway,s um, Connor, this new look secondary is suddenly very exciting because I remember when the season came to a conclusion. Me and you were both having this conversation of like, I am really nervous about the state of the secondary because you lost. I'm, I'm
1: still kind of so right there. Much. I'm Are still you? right
0: there. Okay. Yeah,
1: so as we were saying earlier this week, like, there's this level of just unknown, right? We don't know what they're going to be. They could be good. They could also be bad. Sure. Like, I, it's not that I,
0: I – I think we should say it, it, – There it really is, like, either, you go. either good or bad. I, I'm just saying, like, it just you, – you're giving me two choices here. I, I don't know if there's any other choices.
1: There's no, like, in between. They could be okay, right? There's no – like, they're either going to be really good or like absolutely terrible?
0: That, uh, I,
1: I, I, sure. I don't know. Well, when you lose guys like Chase Lucas, right? Jack Jones, uh, guys who have played for you for several years, Chase Lucas uh, being your all time secondary starts leader, or was that just defense in general? All time in I, general. I nope. All, all time.
0: V- all time.
1: Yeah. So you, you lose a guy like that uh, mm-hmm. who's just meant so much to this defense. A guy like Jack Jones uh, obviously gave you a ton in that secondary. Uh, also losing guys like Pearson Fields as well at the safety position. So losing also transfers, guys like Tommy Hill, Tommy Hill, that hurts. It really, really hurts. And it's not that they can't play well. It's just how how are they going to re, re, essentially reestablish all of that? Even if they don't necessarily have all that talent from day one because we don't know what they're going to be. From the safety position, we seem to be okay, right? We have several uh, essentially players transferring over within the last few weeks. Corey Bethley, as you had just alluded to, as well as Chris Edmonds, uh, those guys can come in and step right into this defense potentially play pretty well for them. Cornerback is where I'm very concerned. We do have Jordan yes. Clark, who you and I are both a big fan of. Can he be as good as a guy like Jack Jones? Maybe. Again, we can't definitively say yes or no to that until we actually watch him play. But if you have a guy versus multiple guys, like before, Jordan Clark was your three at best, right? That's a good position to be in. Now he has to be your one. You do have some other guys on the roster, but with so many unknowns, that as far as the confidence level, for me personally right now, I, I'm not down in the dumps about it. I just don't think I would be bragging about it until I can see what they can do on the field. That's all.
0: No, and there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, all this is, is potential and it's um, projection. So mm-hmm. we can sit here and look and be impressed with the moves that they've done because Chris Edmonds should be a really good poll that we got yeah. Uh I'm I'm telling you, like this Corey Bethley move, it is. This is what really uh, moved the needle for me. Connor is he had
1: his best year last year by far, did. jumped off the page a ton. So, but he's gotten he's himself.
0: gotten progressively better every year too. So, mm-hmm. like I like I said, and at the end of the day, is he going to come in and do it he did at Hawaii? Probably not. It's not fair to expect him because honestly, Connor, he does that at a Power Five program. You're talking about him as one of the finalists for the, I think it's the Woodson Award for the nation's best secondary. Who's Woodson? Player. Dude, that's um, the thing. I don't know if it's Charles guy. or if it's if it's yeah, Rod yeah. Woodson. Uh, okay. I gotta look that up. Uh, best defensive back, college. So while, while football, you're looking that up, just
1: just before you confirm that, um, you're, oh, you're totally right. Hey,
0: I'm so stupid. So stupid. It's a Thorpe Award.
1: Either way, if he's putting up those kinds of numbers, yeah, he's going to get that kind of recognition. Which yes. playing at a much different level of competition, it's going to be more difficult to do that. But having a guy who at least can perform at the college level gives me a little bit
0: of hope for sure. Hundred percent. So it it's just one of those things. Again, like like I had just previously mentioned, it's projection, right? So we're we're hoping that uh, Corey Bethley can take what he was doing at Hawaii and translate it into the same success with the Sun Devils. But again, if he if he does what he was doing in Hawaii, we're talking about a Jim Thorpe finalist. We're talking about a potential first-round pick. Like, that would be an unreal tick forward in production and play level for him. That's not fair I, to ask. I was going to say,
1: expectations should be lower yes. just because it, it's not the, – the numbers aren't necessarily transferable. Now, what I will say, and, and you and I talk about this all the time, whether it's on the podcast or off mic. Mm-hmm. Secondary's best friend, Richie, is the pass rush. The refs? Yes, it is the pass rush. Um, like, getting, getting to the quarterback and forcing them to make poor throws can definitely help overcome maybe a, a not-so-great secondary. Not that I'm saying they're going to be bad, but if they can work a little bit hand-in-hand, hand, that might be a big benefit to them. And we do expect the defensive line for this uh, this unit going forward and also having some uh, linebackers like an Eric Gentry or a Connor Soli might be a big boost to them so uh it's not like they're going to have to be the the piece of the defensive unit uh but it helps when you have a defensive line like arizona's does sorry arizona state's potential is
0: i will come through the screen and fight you right now don't, don't you don't I you i talk about that. the
1: arizona cardinals too much man Arizona's an umbrella it's an umbrella term
0: i'm sorry look you say you save the locked on sun Devils for our guy alex clancy all right don't don't you don't you bring him on here
1: I, uh, I I I g- I'll I'll give myself lashes later on for saying Arizona on this podcast. There My you apologies.
0: Go. Yeah, if you don't do it, I will. Um I will tell you Connor a couple guys that we should be talking about as potential playmakers, or not so much playmakers, we hope they're playmakers, but potential guys to watch going into the year would be the Markham twins between uh, yep. Keon and Ke- and Kawan, very close. So Kawan, Key or KE, K-E- uh J U A N Kawan. And you have Keon, which is K E O N. So Kwan K-E-O-N and Keon. Are you teaching me how to spell? No, I. So when our listeners are listening, because so here's the funny thing, just real quick, uh, uh, side thing. I have uh, a couple of kids at my school. They're they're twins, and they literally their names are different by one letter. One.
1: Are they boy and girl? No, two girls. Okay. Wow. So, and then,
0: and then I also have two kids who are both, they have the same first name, but they have different middle names. So it, okay. it's a very, gotcha. it's a very common thing, like more common than I realize. So me doing this is more to kind of be like, I'm saying two different names. Like I'm not saying Keon and Keon. I'm not saying Kawan and Kuan, I'm saying Keon and Kuan.
1: Both of them are going to have a shot at that second cornerback spot, uh, Yeah, spot expecting Jordan Clark steps up to be your CB one but there's gonna be a lot of bodies there in competition, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but that is probably where I, I'm more concerned about any other part in the secondary it is you're not even so much just needing two corners, right? Oftentimes you need a slot guy. And if we don't have anybody behind Jordan Clark, we'll, we'll see how that works.
0: Yes. And for for the little bit of experience that they have, uh, Kawan comes into the air with the more experience between the two brothers there. Kawan had 20 some odd tackles. He also had an interception. Keon was able to get nine tackles of his own and he also notched an interception. So these guys have shown some potential ball skills in the secondary, which is going to be much needed with the loss of Jack Jones and uh, Chase Lucas, who even though he didn't record an interception this year, definitely was able to play the ball when it was up in the air near him. So that's what you're hoping for on paper. I think that these are the, the five guys that we're going to be looking at. So, I don't know if I hate this, Connor. If you have Bethley, Chris Edmonds at safety, you have the Markham, the Markham twins, and then Jordan Clark in the slot. I don't hate that. I like the potential. My question is, if it doesn't work out, what is your Where depth? Where's your depth? depth? exactly. That yep, exactly. That'll exactly. Be the big de- hey, exactly. we should exactly. the podcast together, dude. We should. It's like we share half a brain or something. That equals uh, one I, brain between two people. Wonderful. Wait. No, wait. I, if we share half a brain.
1: That means you have a half and I have a half and half and half, and half make one and we each need a brain. Wouldn't, so Wouldn't it
0: be we each share a quarter and then we make up a half?
1: No, that is your half a brain talking right there. Why don't we go ahead and take uh, it to the next yeah, part of the podcast yeah, here before you give right. me and the listeners a headache.
0: Uh, you You get out of here. Yeah. We'll go ahead. We're going to finish up this talk. When we return, we're going to go ahead and talk about Rashad White and the media's attention that he is starting to get. But first, we need to talk to you about our friends over at BetOnline. Online.
1: That's right. And Bet has you guys covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in just a week from now. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football online has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers
0: available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. And again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. It is Super Week, brought to you by GetUpside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than on the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. So, Connor, let's go ahead and talk about Rashad White. We all know how good he is. We had him on the podcast, too. So we can officially claim ourselves to be the biggest fans of Rashad in the whole wide world because he is one of the mascots for the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, and we got him on the podcast and flat out told him, like, hey, man, we... We are huge fans, so I feel like it's more than fair to say that Richie Bradshaw and Connor Drios are the number one fans of Rashad White. Is that fair? What? No. As, what about of his, his family,
1: I was literally about to say, "What about his family? What about his his, his family uh, and his teammates? What about his really close friends that aren't his teammates?" Uh, debatable. Okay. Okay. Right. That's, at, yeah. that's at least fair.
0: That's where we, As, that's where the conversation gets started. As far
1: as uh, hosts of Locked On Sun Devils, you and I are the biggest fans of Rashad White. That is undeniable. Now the question is, who's a bigger
0: fan of Rashad White? Uh, you got a lot of guys, honestly. So you've got all sorts of different pundits that kind of put their opinions out there. I meant you and me, but oh, I mean it. It's definitely me. It's not even close. Regardless, um, we we have we've kind of been doing some research and looking up other articles.
1: Uh, essentially post-Senior Bowl, right, he had his practices, he had the game. Uh, Now, a lot of people are very aware of who Rashad White is, uh, and I really do think he's going to be that diamond-in-the-rough kind of player uh, and just makes an impact on the NFL, whether it's in his first season or not, yet to be seen. But Richie, Rashad White had uh, kind of, I I don't want to say an up-and-down game, but it's not like he absolutely exploded, right? And it's a little hard to do in the Senior Bowl if you're not necessarily playing a ton, uh, in the first half, he had 29 yards and seven carries and catch uh, or he got one pass for seven yards. So nothing spectacular per se. Uh, but that being said, he did finish uh, the game with 52 yards, which led all players. Uh, and then he also had his longest carry, which was 18 yards in the second half. Um, did you see so, that
0: carry, by the way?
1: Uh, I did not. He hurled the guy. Oh, did he? Well, dude, he's done that several times this year. Like, seriously, if you go look up just Rashad White highlights, regardless of this season or last season at ASU, like he has done that several times. That surprises me not even a little bit. So, But we're we're not even just talking about ASU sources, right, that are, are talking about Rashad White. He has put himself on the map because of what he did this season. And now that he's been at the Senior Bowl, he's getting more and more exposure, which is only going to continue to increase leading up to the draft in April. 100%,
0: Hundred percent, man. And I mean, it's all stuff that we've known, right? It's just it's now starting to be put on a big level because Arizona State isn't the biggest, isn't the biggest school in the country. It's not even the biggest school on the on the West Coast, best coast. And Pac-12 after dark, right? I mean, not a lot of people are staying up to watch him anyway. So people are really going to start coming around on Rashad White because they're going they're going to start taking a look at him in the senior bowl where the spotlight was on him. They're going to take a look at him in the combine in the next few weeks that's coming up. They're going to be able to take a look at him in his pro days, it, and they're going to pay attention to his pro day, Connor, because he's going to be firmly on the radar. You do have some individuals. like You had the Mel Kuypers of the world who knew who Rashad White was. You had a few different analysts over at the Draft Network. Uh, Kyle Krabs, I believe, is one of the guys who's a little bit higher on Rashad White than he is others. So, And then uh, we sure. were able to pull up a few other – places as well that had their own opinions. I have in front of me here from sportsillustrated.com's David Harrison highlighted 10 players that stood out to him at the Senior Bowl. Rashad White clocked in at four, and he had this to say about him. "Quote From day one on, the Sun Devils running back showed explosiveness, balance, and the ability to produce behind a patchwork offensive line in an event not truly catered to show, to showcasing talent from the position. So obviously, and, and I mean – I was there, humble brag, to be able to see Rashad White in person. And I can tell you that outside of a few plays where you're kind of like, eh, that wasn't that great, he truly looked like that one cut back with really good vision, and he stood out in receiving drills, man. Like I just gotta put some emphasis and some mustard on that. Like he clearly was steps and steps ahead of the rest of the group there when it came to Is that to, yellow
1: or Dijon mustard? Uh it matters?
0: yes, Dijon is disgusting.
1: Okay. As long as we're agreed on that. So now everyone has bad reps, right? When you have a certain amount of volume of plays, everyone's got bad reps. So that's, that's fine. And and kind of like uh, Harrison was was highlighting in his article, he mentioned a patchwork offensive line. The whole thing's kind of patchwork. Like you really don't have that much practice. You don't have a lot of chemistry and time with your teammates. So the fact that he was able to stand out on national television is still a great thing to be able to talk about. Now, I I think we might've said this either the first or second day of practice. Uh, You had mentioned a tweet, from Jim Nagy, uh, which was highlighting the top five speeds of any players, uh, of any ball carriers during practice. Rashad White came in at number three during that week of practice at 21.15 miles per hour. The top player was uh, a cornerback by the name of Josh Williams, uh, who ran at 21.75 miles per hour. No other running back was on this list at all. Now, he might have been the fastest ball carrier as far as running backs go. I don't think you and I are saying we expect him to be the, the fastest 40 uh, among all the running backs right come the combine or by his pro day, whatever that right. might be um uh, but that being said the fact that he has that kind of acceleration that's huge huge for him highlights a lot of things we've been saying right can take it in between tackles can bounce it out outside that that kind of a his long strides are going to be able to make up a lot of ground even if he's not the most uh just fast switch kind of player where he has that uh that four three kind of 40 but Dude is going to be able to make up a lot with his athleticism and his essentially his frame. So um, we're now seeing a lot of these things culminate together where it's not just our opinion. We're not just spouting off nonsense about Rashad White after another great game he had for us here. We're seeing this all kind of add up to what his future
0: is going to be in the NFL, and it's super exciting. It's very, very exciting. So I, it, I'm just honestly really, really happy to see everything start to come to fruition for Rashad at least in terms of like media attention so it again nothing none of this is new to us we all we all know how good rashad is and i i mean that's that so
1: Oh, rashad white had another 135 yards last night
0: oh shocker ah just go ahead and uh wake me up when he's when he's bad how about that so with that being said uh let's go ahead and wrap up this conversation Uh, Go into our final break. When we return, we're going to be talking about Arizona State Sun Devils basketball update with their game up against the UCLA Bruins. But first, I got to talk to you guys about our friends over at Rock Auto. This episode of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even hundred percent more on the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Connor. Let's go ahead and talk about ASU Sun Devil Basketball. So this game was delayed a while ago, but it officially is back on for, what they say, the 21st of February?
1: February 21st. I want to say this was the game because they were trying to play their... Uh, normally, they'll, they'll set up a schedule where we play those California teams kind of all in a row, right? And same yes. thing for when they come here. Uh, I want to say this was like more like around Christmas time, maybe even just before Christmas time. I believe time. that is was, correct,
0: yes.
1: was essentially pushed off due to COVID reasons, I believe, in the UCLA Bruins locker room. Now, ASU, I know, has had issues of their own. So uh, that being said, they now get this game on the 21st at UCLA. So, Richie, we talked about some of the magic that happened this weekend where ASU knocked off the number three team in the nation, and we weren't even in consideration for the top 25. That's just a ton of common sense right there, right? right. Uh, game going now to UCLA. Should we feel confident because maybe we match up well against them? Now, I understand how talented this UCLA team is, right? One great win should not define what ASU is going to do going forward. It's a great win in the Bobby Hurley era that we're going to be able to talk about. But is maybe UCLA a team we match up well against, or is that maybe just because they were at home, they got some of that energy? Should we feel good about this game going into February
0: 21st at UCLA? Connor, we just got to be realistic here. Like this, this win was an anomaly. This is not a sign of things to come. If it is, then I will, I will eat my words and I will post it wherever you want to post it. But sure. this is, this is not a sign of things to come. This is a great team win, one that we're going to be talking about for a long time in Tempe, and deservedly so. However, this is not going to be the norm for the remainder of the year. So I would tell you, especially going to L.A., I don't like our chances. And quite nope. frankly, the Bruins should be a very pissed-off team because you went to triple overtime with a team that was, what, like 6-13 and 13 going into that game? Like, disgustingly well under 500 a game that you should they have could, they pressed. lost two
1: games this weekend too they lost to us they and did, uh and yeah. arizona yep. well usc was able to pull off the sweep here so
0: yep so that's that's a huge loss for them man they they can't afford to drop that second game quite frankly i don't think they're going to and we'll we'll take a look man because uh as of recording this podcast arizona state is playing the u of a wildcats right now and last we checked they are playing um close so Who knows, man? Maybe ASU has just finally figured out how to play teams pretty close. But at the same time, maybe they're just who we thought they were, right? They are who we thought they were, and we let them get off the hook. You
1: you almost got it. Close. It was close.
0: No, I I butchered Uh, it on purpose. uh, Gotcha, gotcha. No, Uh, I I know the actual quote. Come on. Danny Green, Arizona Cardinals. uh, Danny Green. Yeah. Anyways, um,
1: so you're, you're right. It's it's one game, right, for the, the, the Sun Devils. That's a great, great win. That being said, like, it's, just, it's not who they've been all season long. We, yes. we would like to think they can change, right? But they just they haven't been this team. This was the one game where they really played well in both halves against a really quality opponent. Number three team at the time in the nation. I tweeted out some thoughts post-game, uh, essentially like, this team, in my opinion, if they don't have depth behind DJ Horn, and an example like it took how many points from Ryan Jackson, like twenty-four, to be in this game, which game yeah. still yeah, which went to triple overtime and they barely won, right? And it took a career game from somebody like him. If they don't have everything going for them, it's just it's not that realistic going to UCLA. Expectations should be low. Can we expect maybe that they play them competitively? Sure, but a, a win on the road, I, I just As of right now, I I don't expect it. Now, we have like three or four games in between uh, leading up to February 21st. Now that we're kind of on a a somewhat consistent schedule. Uh, So we will have some other times to kind of see is that one game against uh, UCLA, was that kind of like us as a pretender, Uh, right? And and we're going to see that, whether it's U of A or maybe the other three or so games we have leading up to it. So maybe that gives them a little bit of confidence. Maybe they can get into win streak and get some of that momentum that you were talking about earlier this week, right? You're talking about how momentum is such a big deal because it is. Right, a win against UCLA, maybe a tough loss they had against USC where they stole it last second. And maybe uh, if they can make it a close game against U of A, hopefully that gives them some sort of confidence booster. Now, we're not talking about moral victories. Those aren't a thing. right? We're not looking for that. Especially but not if on they this can, podcast. But if they can start to go on a little bit of a run, two, three-game win streak against some of their other Pac-12 opponents, maybe that might be what they need to be able to play UCLA tough once again.
0: That's all you can hope for, man. At this point in the year for the Arizona State Sun Devils, you want these guys to just play tough basketball, okay? that That's all we can ask for the team at this point. We're not asking you to win out. We're not asking you to make the bracket. Just make it interesting. Do your best. Go out there and have fun, sweetie. We'll get but you But fun, that- fun only happens when you're winning. So This is very, very true. So that'll go ahead and wrap up what we got to talk about today. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Remember that we're free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast on audio platform. Me and Connor are there Monday through Friday. It's the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole wide world, football, basketball, and otherwise. We're also on YouTube as well. So if you want to see a video format of me and Connor sitting here talking into the camera while I scratch my face and Connor just kind of sits there all stoically, staring into the abyss that is his computer camera. You guys can check us out there as well. Subscribe, hit the follow button, like, leave a five-star rating, all that good stuff. Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. You can follow me at Richie brads 36 You can follow Connor at Cedrios. And you can follow the Locked on Sun Devils page as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. So again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. Go ahead and make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, you keep it locked right here, unlocked on, on Sun Devils.